Welcome back to another edition of the Niner Sports Talk. I'm Cameron Williams here with my co-host. I'm Miles. And today we have another very special guest, and I'm going to introduce her background a little bit and kind of why we brought her on the episode today, and then we'll bring her in. So Octavia Jet Wilson shocked Niner Nation this week as she announced that she would be returning and using her extra year of eligibility. And so, hey, I'm going to bring you on now, and you can unmute yourself. Hey, thank you for having me. Tell us kind of the, the driving force behind wanting to use that extra year. Cause I know Dara first said that she was going to move on from basketball, then Mariah. And so you were the last one left and it kind of took me by surprise. I was scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, yo, Tay just decided to use her extra year. And so I kind of got excited about all that. Well, of course, making a decision wasn't easy. After we were done, a lot of people were asking me, but I just needed like a break from everything. So I kind of just had to take that. Um, just had a couple of talks with some of my old trainers, coaches, my family members, and of course, some of my teammates here who I'm really close with. So most definitely the decision wasn't easy as much as I don't want to be in school. <laughs> but I think for the better of my future, it was best for me to stay again. So that's how I kind of came up with my decision. I'm not going to beat around the bush. With you coming back, it really in my opinion, improves your chance of maybe getting drafted or playing pro ball one day. And that's probably got to be a goal of yours. Yeah, that was definitely going through my thought process as I was deciding. Because, of course, I wanted to always play pro. I could have easily just left and went on ahead and tried to pursue my dream. But I think it'll be there for me. It'll still be there waiting for me when I'm ready. Hey, Octavia. So I know last season was a really good season for you. Kind of got a lot of national and conference recognition for all of your efforts throughout the season, but the season did end kind of unfortunately heartbreaking loss in the conference tournament and then back-to-back losses in the WNIT. Still an honor to make that tournament, but did the way that last season ended kind of impact your decision to want to come back? It definitely did because I think more than ever last year, we had a chance, especially the year before last when we didn't even have a tournament. So there's been multiple chances where we really had our chance and it just got away. So I think coming back this year, for sure, next year, I don't think I'm going to let it slip away again this time. So that was definitely a big impact on what I wanted to come back and be able to accomplish. I, I still have goals here that I want to fulfill, and I think that was, that, was, that was one of the big ones. We talked about a few weeks ago, as y'all's season kind of wrapped up, y'all were just a few possessions away from having a 10-10 and 10 record before the WNIT to like a 15-5 and 5 record. A lot of the games y'all played early in the year against the ACC opponents were single digit point losses. And I felt that the 10 and 10 record really wasn't indicative of how well y'all played. And I think miles felt the same way, but going into next year, what are some of the things you're looking forward to most? I know we got a lot of transfers. We'll talk about them. Just tell us top three things that you're looking forward to about next year. Of course. Records never define what any team is really capable of. For instance, I think next year, one of my top goals, for one, is if we come back and play most of the same ACC schools or if we play different big power five schools, I think my goal for next year would be to not lose by one or two points. I think we really made some 
rough mistakes down the stretches of those games. And I think that was the result between us winning by one or two or losing by one or two. So definitely next year, one of my goals is to beat those teams. Us being just a mid-major division one school, nobody really ever goes for you or think you're going to win against these top teams, but we compete just as much as they do. And not really a surprise why we've only lost by like one or two points in these games. We just have to be able to finish. And I think next year, with our transfers coming in, that would, that would definitely help. Them coming from those big schools, they know what it means to beat those big schools. We haven't had a lot of that. So I think that is one of my top goals. Number two probably be getting the conference championship. I've been here since my freshman year, and we've gotten closer and closer. So I think next year is going to be time for us to close that out. You, you are going to try to get that CUSA Player of the Year? <laughs> I'm definitely going to try to shoot for that. Uh, of course, I was in the runner-up for it, but this year it will definitely be <laughs> Octavia Jet Wilson on there. Yeah, finishing second's never ideal. You probably got a little chip on your shoulder there, but that's what you play the games for. I know Hayes from Middle Tennessee is a phenomenal player, but for me watching you all season, I got that internal Charlotte bias in myself that's like, she deserved it just as much, but I will let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Octavia, I thought it was interesting when you announced that you were coming back because Cameron kind of alluded to this earlier with the transfers of Cameron and Michaela, both coming from Kentucky and Duke, respectively. So I kind of have a two-part question to that. Did you know that they were coming? And was there a reason for, like, all of y'all announcing, or is that just, just coincidence? I definitely think that was just a coincidence, but I knew Michaela was interested. Well, I didn't know from a player standpoint. I didn't really know what quite went on after that, the interest. Um, Usually when we know people are interested, we try to get them to come. But after that, it's not really our job to do that. But I definitely didn't know about coming from Kentucky. I didn't know about her. Them coming, I think it would definitely help some more. <laughs> um, but I'm just excited to get to play with those two, of course, coming from those top schools. I know y'all have probably seen the transfer portal. A lot of people are in it. So... <laughs> I think for them to want to come here, I think that was very special to them. I remember Michaela saying she wanted to play with me personally. I don't know what that was about, but I'm excited. That's going to be a star-studded duo. I don't know if you've looked at her past, but she put up some crazy numbers in high school, 37 points a game, 13.7 rebounds a game. I mean, I went back and watched her highlights. She's a bit of a cerebral stud, and you yourself, are, you're not too shabby either And bringing both of y'all on the same team. Adding Cameron Roach as well, that's, it's exciting for me because I'll still be here to cover it, but it'll be an interesting dynamic, obviously, with new players. That gelling process, that building that camaraderie is always a big emphasis, and I'm sure Coach will be in the intermix of that as well. So kind of with you coming back, you guys are going to be without Mariah and Dara. Both of them are starters, but there's also going to be Jada and uh, JC and then Melina Williams, plus these two transfers. What are you kind of excited about to see kind of like the younger players' growth and also combating with your skills with you coming back? Of course, the new people coming in, it's always exciting for me since I was a freshman. I'm always working to see, like, who's going to come in and who's going to put what in, who's going to do this, this, and that. Not even just the transfers we have coming in with people we have coming back already. I'm excited to see Mia grow more as a player. She came last year from uh, Kansas I think she's starting to get a more better feeling of what Coach Kara 
does with her system and how our system is working. So I'm actually excited for Tamia to come back too. And a couple of people who opted out who are also coming back. This is going to be good for everybody, especially with this COVID stuff kind of going away. Um, I hope it's gone. But if it's not, I think everybody has more of a feel of how the season's going to go and things that are going to happen. So I think more so I'm excited just be able to put the work in with everybody else who's going to want to put the work in. And that's all I can say as a player is coming from wherever you come from. Uh, as long as you're ready to put the work in, then we don't have nothing to worry about. And I know all these people coming back, everybody's excited. Um, I talk to my team a lot all the time, on and off the court. Um, so the people who are coming back, everybody's excited. And I couldn't be more excited for everybody else to be excited. So you mentioned, you know, you're constantly talking to the team. JC and Molina, both all-conference freshmen, first team. What do you see in them last year in practice every day that you know, can really benefit a team that's bringing in transfers and will have elder leadership with you, J-Mac, that kind of thing? It's very exciting to see them two coming in as freshmen and putting in the work that they put in. I'll tell you, honestly, the way they were as freshmen and the way I was as a freshman, they definitely had me beat. <laughs> when I came in as a freshman, I was more the quiet side, and I didn't really speak up much in practice, even if I knew the things that were going on. Um, those two are very smart. They are very smart players. Uh, they point out things that even Coach Kara might not know during practice, and we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll use that, and you know, it ended up working. So I think they are very, very smart players. So them two being able to grow from last year, now they're not freshmen anymore, so they don't get that freshman treatment so now they really got put the work in but I think it'll be easier for them too because they already started putting the work in as they were freshmen it was harder for me because I didn't really do the things that they did this freshman I can really see what you mean there because <laughs> when you're sitting there watching JC when she plays I mean she's very loud and on the court I mean she's yelling switch switch I like that as a freshman as a freshman you know I, I let everybody else talk to me it took me a while to get where I am but I think being a leader towards them too, I think they really took my approach to practice and not even just me, just everybody else's approach to practice. And they really picked up on it, um, especially with us being low on numbers. They had to step up. They really didn't have no choice but to say, I'm not a freshman. <laughs> but I had that leeway to be like, I'm a freshman. I learned it. So I think they really picked up the role on that quick. And I can't wait to see them too especially this year and especially Melina. Um, she's grown so much from the time she started playing to after the season when we were in the NIT and things. I'm very excited for Melina as well. Kind of looking at the bigger picture here, what is Coach really emphasizing to you guys? What was that locker room talk like after the UMass game? Because I know it, it couldn't have been easy having lost a one-point game to Florida and then you get in foul trouble against UMass, and that compiles and ends in a loss. But what was that meeting like looking to the future? Surprisingly, it wasn't really a bad talk. It was more so of, uh, I'm proud of you guys for everything that you conquered over the past year. And she started bringing out some of the things that we went through. And a lot of us, it actually kind of slipped our mind all the things that we went through during preseason because once we actually got back in the rhythm of things, we were focus on that day and not not yesterday not tomorrow we were always focused on just that one day so we took things one day at a time and coach Kara taught me that that's very important we always try to look to the future of things but you have to take what you have right in front of you 
that day and we go on from there and then whatever happens after that's how you base it off of. So she's excited as well. I know she was excited for me to say that I was coming back. <laughs> as, as all of Niner Nation was. Oh, uh, yeah. I think she was She was really excited. She couldn't wait to tell everybody. And I was like, you got to wait. It was actually one of the first <laughs> people I told that I was coming back without wanting to tell everybody else. So she's very excited that she gets to coach me another year as well as have me by her side from a, a leadership aspect with other people that are leaving. Okay, so looking at Coach, she tied the record and in the final uh, regular season series and then heading into the conference tournament and into the WNIT, she had an opportunity to become the winningest coach in women's basketball history, obviously, or for Charlotte, women's basketball history. Obviously, it didn't happen. She'll probably break that early next season with you coming back. So talk about your relationship with her and kind of piggyback off that. What does your relationship mean and what did that have how did that influence your decision? Definitely over the years of me being here, our bond definitely got better over the years. She started to trust me more as a player as well as I started to trust her more as a coach. It really built our bond on and off the court. I know Coach Kara knows that I'm somebody she can come to to get the rundown on the team and not in a bad way, just checking in on everybody and just seeing how things are doing. Uh, but from... Us two growing, and especially this year with going through everything that we went through this year, I think our bond this year really, it got even better, which really helped me as a player because anywhere you go, you want to have a good relationship with your coach, the coaching staff, and as well as your teammates. I think Coach Kara makes it really easy for people to be able to trust her. You know what I mean, she always keeps it 100 with us, um, whether it's wrong or right, and we may not always agree, but we have genuine talks about things like if I'm not feeling something and maybe it's bothering me that something she did, she wants us to come and talk to her about things like that. And I think as a coach, being able to do that, that's that's really big. That helps your, your team be able to trust you. Because if you have a team that doesn't trust you, then it's no point of being a coach to that team. So her building the bonds that she builds with all of her players is, is really genuine. She doesn't just look at things from a basketball aspect. She always asks us about life and what we want to do after if we decide not to play basketball anymore. I think you could take that from Mariah Lenny. Um, they had a good relationship and of course she doesn't want to play basketball anymore, uh, which Coach Karras, she has no problem with that. At the end of the day, if Mariah needs to call her, Coach Karras will be more than happy to pick up. And I think that definitely helped my decision even more because just knowing that you you never really know what kind of coach you're going to get. If if I would have decided to transfer, I wouldn't have known coach at another school, and I think that would have been even harder for me to finish out my last year. So just knowing that Coach Care, I'm a person Coach Care can trust, and I can trust her, then I think that made my decision 100 times easier, um, just knowing that she had my back in whatever I chose to do. You eclipsed 1,000 career points back with a – incredible game against Old Dominion and I know when we talked on the phone you said you know you just went into takeover mode then you capitalize on that score 42 again last game of the year when we talked in the post-game interview I was like you know I called someone and I was like Tay's gonna go for 40 and then he didn't believe me but then go and prove him wrong what is it like to be able to accomplish the thousand career point mark go out with a bang and just uh, kind of capitalize on the regular season the way you did with 42. At least scoring a thousand points for me has always been like a career milestone. Um, even in high school, I, I 
score my thousandth point. I forgot what game it was, but even I, I remember what game it was. But even in high school, it was always a goal for me. So coming to college, of course, that was a, a big goal for me. And just playing at the collegiate level, it's always big to score a thousand points, even if that's the only thing you do. At least to me, I think that just goes to show how much of the work I put in and how much I strive to want to be better every day for myself as well for my for my teammates. I, I couldn't just do that by myself. That comes with me having to trust my teammates and things too. Uh, so scoring 40, I scored 58 in the high school game before. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing as well. So when I really, when I'm just in the zone, I just get in the zone and it's just like, it's me, the ball in the basket. And I think as a player, always putting in the word, you just, and even with Coach Kara trusting me to have the ball in my hands, that's a big part of it as well. Um, knowing that I'll be able to make a play, but I know that I can make those plays because I work on it consistently all the time, all the time, not even just in practice. Uh, when I'm by myself, it, I may look crazy in the gym sometimes trying to do some crazy and one stuff, but you never know when you have to use it in a game. And uh, just having that dog, that dog mentality to go get it. I think I've always had that in me growing up playing basketball with guys. I think playing with guys really just get that mentality. So a lot of that comes in just from putting in the work and it's starting to pay off and I couldn't be more happy about that. What's your relationship with J-Mac and tell us a little bit about her influence on your decision to come back. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> um, we've gotten very, we've gotten closer over the years. J Mac used to be very quiet. Um, a lot of people think she's quiet. J Mac is not quiet. <laughs> 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 she's just as much as a goof as all of us are. And but trying to be serious, I think J Mac is the prime example of how to turn thing on and off. When when it's time to goof around, you see her, she'll goof around with us. Uh, when it's time to turn it off, she turns it off and she's serious. So she, I think she influenced my decision as well because just the year that not only I had, but just the year that she had, I know it's, it's real easy to look at my stats and say, well, Tay did this and this and that, but I don't think I would have been able to do that if J-Mac wasn't my point guard. And that's being the honest truth. J-Mac is a great point guard. She sets us up in the right place at the right time. Um, and she also has the go-getting mentality that if my teammates are off, then that's my time to go score. I know J-Mac scored multiple 20, 30-point games even earlier in the season. And that just goes to show that she's she's right behind me. It's easy to say I did this and I did that, but J-Mac, she always got my back when it comes to things on the court and off the court. And I think us building that relationship, it really helped me persuade my position. Per, my, oh, God. It really helped me persuade my decision, just knowing that I get another year with her being my point guard. And also just getting another year, just we both want the same thing. We both want a ring. Um, I think we talk about it a lot, who got rings in high school and who didn't get a ring in high school. <laughs> and I think... Coming from those talks, we all want one in college. I think the the goal in college is always to get a ring. And I think me and J-Mac have the same mentality when it comes to being on the court. When we're when we're both on the court, she's encouraging me, I'm encouraging her. J-Mac's not, J-Mac's not really one to flow off the map. She's very consistent in everything she does. And I think I look at J-Mac and I try to, you know, imitate that, just that consistency. And so a lot of it is 
I've I'll actually watch Daymac a lot when she plays. So that's that's how I was able to play point guard at LDU. <laughs> um, just watching her so much because I've never played point guard in college, but coming from high school, I did play point guard. But college and high school are two different games, of course. <laughs> so I think just her being her being somebody I also look up to as well, I think she she really helped me persuade in my decision. Just knowing that we want we both want the same thing, so why not do it together? And it's her last year, but I guess I get another last year too. So <laughs> I wouldn't want I wouldn't want it to be with nobody else but Jay Barrett. Cool. And as we kind of wrap up here, it'll be interesting for me to see lineup rotations. Will it be J Mac, Tay, Boykin, Busick, Harris, or there's there's a bunch of combinations but i look forward to it november can't get here quick enough and i look forward to watching you take thank you I'm, I'm waiting i'm ready to we're all excited i'll be watching from afar because i'll be graduating but i'll still be paying attention <laughs> uh, all right thanks tay appreciate it thank you no problem all right that was octavia jet wilson again want to thank her tremendously i texted her last minute and she was like yeah i'll come on the show and now like, wow perfect so really cool to get her thoughts someone being in the practices and building those relationships with the players and i know she's looking forward to having another shot at it and as well as the players are looking forward to having her deal with the team i know it's like an early preview to the season but it's just nice to see all the players that are coming back octavia especially with her coming back plus all the people that are coming in there's a lot of talent on this team and even though i won't be here to cover it for the nighter times or for the school they'll still be fun to watch from afar oh absolutely so going into the last couple of segments, we got some baseball, soccer, tennis, and then spring football is also starting. And so try to kind of make it quick. I know this has been that was a lengthy interview, but it was a well, well done interview. And I appreciate everything Octavia has, uh, has done. All right. So we're going to start off talking about baseball. Baseball is 21 and nine on the season, currently on a win streak of seven. Just came off of a tough series against FAU, but they did sweep them in a four game series. Really tight series. They are third in the CUSA East division, right behind Charlotte and Old Dominion. A lot of talent on this team, really playing well from both a pitching and batting perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this UNC game. I'll be covering it. Not sure if I'll be covering it in person yet, but we'll see. UNC, also a very talented team, but I think Charlotte has really got what it takes to knock off the Tar Heels. Yeah, UNC, they're still... And the ACC, got to respect them as an opponent. They're going on the road to Chapel Hill to play them. It's going to be a tough environment, but Charlotte has played well both at home and on the road, so it's going to be a, a fun matchup to watch. Kind of moving on to soccer as uh, the women are looking to you know, get off in, on a good start Tuesday in the Conference USA Championships. Yeah, women's soccer, they had a up-and-down season, kind of started off slow, started to pick it up towards that back half of the season. A bit of an unfortunate loss to Western Kentucky in the season finale. They lost one nothing. Western Kentucky scored a goal in the 90th minute. And now, because of the way that the East Division was, they were heavily loaded. Both Charlotte, Western Kentucky, and FAU were near the top of the division. Charlotte was in first place, but because they lost, they fell down to third, and now they're going to have to go and play North Texas in the first round. And so, women's tennis. Miles, I'll let you kind of kick that one off. Women's tennis team playing very well, very high level right now. Yeah, women's tennis, 19-6 and six on the season, 15-1 and one at home. That's a record, by the way, for the most wins. I think the record, previous record was 12, but I don't think we've talked about it enough yet, but we want to give them the credit that they deserve for their hard work this season. 15 wins at home. They've been ranked, 
as high as 43 throughout the season, and they're coming off of two victories over the weekend. They beat App State 4-0 on Friday. Coastal Carolina 4-1 on earlier today, actually. A lot of records being broken for this team. They have their season finale against VCU coming up on April 17th. I believe that is next Saturday. Next Saturday or Friday. Going to be fun to watch. Very talented team. A lot of potential heading into the conference tournament for them. And so I know we here at the Niner Sports Talk and Niner Times want to wish all three of these teams luck as baseball's heading into the latter half of their season, soccer, conference tournaments, tennis, as well as they're getting ready to wrap up their season. So our last discussion of the day, spring football, and it was announced, I think Brad and Bryson hit on this in their episode last week. There's a spring football game. It's going to be April 24th with uh, limited attendance. That's on a Saturday, but spring practice has been going on, and uh, Coach Healy's really liking what he sees so far. Quarterback transfer James Foster has been playing very well. It's noted that a lot of the guys he's playing against right now aren't necessarily first-string guys, but he's making the right reads, making some key plays, looking really good, looking like it's going to be a good quarterback battle, and it'll be interesting to see come uh, September who gets that uh, first start. Yeah, I remember somebody wrote something. I think it was you, actually. Like, it was Cam- it was Chris Reynolds' job to lose. So it's going to be interesting to see how Reynolds, James Foster, obviously there's going to be a quarterback battle. But it's not, it's, it doesn't want to be a battle. You want to be a competition, really. You want them both to, to battle it out between each other to improve. You want them to really make each other better. And I mean, we can't forget Dom Schaffner. He's, uh, he's in the discussion, too. I mean, he's, I've seen him play a few drives here and there last season. You know, he's not a bad option either. So having all three quarterbacks really bring the best out of one another, I think, will be key. I don't think, I think you need to check your attitudes at the door. Honestly, and I, I'm not saying this is an issue with a football team, but just any sports team in general, you want to really bring the best out of one another and not get that chip on your shoulder like, oh, I didn't get to start. But and I, and I think this team has the capability of doing that. I think it also helps that there's a veteran, there's a couple of veteran wide receivers that are returning, Victor Tucker, Cameron Dollar. They're both coming back along with Reynolds and plus James Foster. So they're really going to have a bunch of talent on the offensive end. But unfortunately, there's also players leaving like Ben DeLuca, Going to need some players to step up that didn't necessarily get a lot of playing time last season. Hopefully they step up. Yeah, and I know Healy said in this past week that he's really he's really keying in on some defensive things. He's liking what he's seeing in practice, the improvements they're making. A lot of young guys on the defense, like you mentioned, Miles. But it's all looking up, according to Healy. That could be him just trying to sway the narrative, or it could really be how it's going in practice. But we'll, we don't see that. That's only something that people that are there with the team every day see but it'll be it'll be interesting come September to see just how how the team plays because you know COVID really to put it put it frankly kind of screwed the team out of a season I mean over half their games canceled and so they really didn't get the reps that they needed and the reps they really deserved <laughs> I don't know what your opinion is about that Miles but it's unfortunate to see half their season over half their season yeah going away. two and four wasn't exactly ideal, especially after the 2019 season when they when they got to their first first bowl game ever in program history. It was obviously disappointing. This is my last year here. I thought it would it would have been a lot of fun to actually go to a couple games or just watch them play even and just seeing them half their season get canceled was really disappointing. But I think that's one of the benefits of the spring football game coming up in a few weeks is that this is like our first chance to actually see the team grow and there's actually a lot 
going to be like almost like 4,000 people that are allowed to attend the game compared to like 800 people that were allowed during the regular season. So it's going to be a lot of fun and there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be there. So it's going to be exciting. And I, I mean, I know that resemble those remarks. I had signed up to cover, I believe, six football games over the course of the last year and only six were played. So a lot of those games got canceled. The only game I actually went to was the Duke game. So it, it'll be you know, everyone do your part and let's get rid of this COVID junk so we can get back some sense of normalcy. But and that Duke game that you went to was a blowout. Yeah. Well, again, we'll we'll let bygones be bygones on that one. But it, uh, it'll be interesting to see just how the team plays and ultimately, you know, what their record will be. I'm not going to make any predictions yet because I mean we're still in spring ball. It's kind of early, but. Schedules haven't even really been fully released. We know the opponents, but we don't know the schedule. Yep, and we want to wish the football team the best of luck. And as we kind of come to a conclusion on Niner Sports Talk, again, we want to thank Octavia Jet Wilson. Wish the women's basketball team the best of luck. They'll get their season started in November, assuming COVID, you know, doesn't rear its ugly head come the winter time. But we want to wish them the best of luck. Football team, best of luck, and every team baseball soccer tennis as their seasons are wrapping up everyone the best of luck so for me cameron and miles have a great week